0: Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season, it's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Centering provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So, for our listeners, NHL Centering is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan. All you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code HockeyNeverStops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Lee with another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm actually really excited to bring this episode to you today. We got a great special guest, Juliana McEwen, who is the mother of Philadelphia Flyers, Zach McEwen. And we had the opportunity today to really dive in to the life of a hockey mom or a hockey parent whose kid did make it all the way. So we really asked some great questions about that journey, what it takes, what's special. And I think the answers might surprise some of you all right um i'm just really excited about this episode really enjoy it uh as you know before the episode we're going to promote this as well uh when hockey stops the children's book that christy and i have written for uh first through fifth graders really ages six through 12 is out everywhere now so if you've been waiting you didn't want to get it on when head over to amazon barnes and noble target walmart whatever you want online the book is available globally Cannot thank you enough for your support with that venture. It's a great way of supporting us. And just remember, before you watch the show, if you like what we do, you value it. Like, subscribe, follow, whatever the buzzword is. Hit it, uh, rate us, let us know. It helps us keep going. We really appreciate the support. We really appreciate you being here with us and enjoy this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello hockey friends and families around the world and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm Lee Elias and I'm joined as always by my good friends Mike Benelli and Christy Casciano-Burns and we are joined today by Juliana McEwen. Now we asked Juliana before the episode how we should introduce her and without hesitation she described herself as a hockey mom as the game has been a huge part of her life. Her husband Craig and her have two children, Curtis who is 31 years old And Zach, who is 25 and who also happens to be a forward for the Philadelphia Flyers in the NHL. So for all of you listeners that have been hoping to hear from a hockey parent who has successfully navigated the rugged and windy road to the NHL, this episode is for you. Juliana, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Welcome to Our Kids Play Hockey.
2: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for
1: having me. The pleasure is all ours. And I mean it. We've been waiting for this for a while. I got to be honest with you. I've been looking forward to this episode ever since our producer, Caitlin, told me it would be possible. We speak a lot on this show about the values of youth hockey, but I know that all of us that are parents in the game wonder, what does it take, what kind of sacrifices and determination from both the player and the parents does it take to make it to the show, to make it to the NHL? So tell us about your hockey journey as a parent and know that everybody listening to this is like right up against their earphones or <laughs> watching the screen. Like I, she has the secrets. She knows what's going on, but in all seriousness, right. It, it's, it's a journey. Tell us about yours.
2: Well, for us, our journey started um, many years ago. Bo- both boys started playing hockey when they were three years old. Uh, so we uh, we started with our older boy, Curtis and, and, and he played, and there's there's five years between them, and then Zach comes along and um, started playing as well when he was three. But he he both boys love hockey so much, and and really it just turns into becoming your way of life, your social life it's it's kind of what you, you you plan things around hockey you don't schedule family vacations unless there's a hockey tournament involved like all of those things um were very important um as far as you know making the making the choice and, and making the commitment because it is it, it is a huge commitment with your time with your with your money financially um so but in the end we just wanted our boys to be happy and they were happy when they were
1: playing hockey so we did everything we could to support that you know I'll tell you my brother's five years older than me and uh, he hates when I say this but I say it all the time he totally paved the way for me to accomplish a lot of things in my life so older siblings I want you out there listening to know we're parents that have older siblings you're so important you didn't ask to be first but you were (laughs) so you got to deal with that
2: and you're exactly right and if you ask Curtis he would take a lot of credit for Zach's hockey success because he was all Zach was always trying to keep up with his big brother and his friends and and got a lot of that you know um you know experience playing with them and and trying to keep up with the older boys so I think it did help Zach a lot actually
1: right I totally believe that I totally believe that Mm -hmm. Uh, let me let me dive into this. So there's a lot of parents out there who believe that their kid have a shot at making it pretty far in the game. I never discourage young people not to follow their dreams, but we all know it's insanely hard. It's incredibly hard. So what is your advice to the parents out there? You're someone who did it. The odds are not in anyone's favor in this. I'm not, and I'm not trying to be discouraging here. OK, but you're someone who 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 has watched this happen. What is your advice to parents along that journey? Because, uh, again, we, we discuss all the time the crazy ones, you know, the, the ones that, that are in it to win it, let's just say. What's your advice to them?
2: Well, <clears throat> my first piece of advice would come as a question, I think. And I think I'd ask the parents, is that what the kid wants? Um, because sometimes um, parents, you know, for some reason, they, they think that their, their kid you know, wants to do this, wants to play hockey and wants to put in this, the level of commitment that it it will take to get to the next level. But if their child really doesn't want to do that, then uh, it's, it just doesn't make it a good experience for anybody. So I think first and foremost, the parents really need to understand what the kid wants, because it's, it's easy to kind of guide them that way when they're younger. But once they get to that, you know, 15, 16 years old, uh, other things start factoring into to their kid's life. And and maybe at that point they've decided, well, you know what, uh, hockey's not my first priority. So the, the biggest piece of advice I can give them is, is make sure that the kid wants it too.
3: Yeah, no, well, well just real quick, just to go just to on on that subject, um, because this is something we talk about often is you know, that that inner drive of the, that young athlete, right? So, you, you know, so maybe you could tell us from your son's, you know, 11U team, his Wee team up there in Canada. Can you tell us all the players that made it to the NHL from that team?
2: One. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. So I think, and, and, and I'm sure they all were elite athletes at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And they were all very good hockey players and they probably all had the same commitment as you did as a family. And you know, and I think we often talk about this a lot. Like you know, and I, I talk to a lot of co- head coaches now that have their kids playing, and these conversations always come up. Like, oh, I got to get my kid out in the driveway. You know, I have him shooting 500 pucks, and you know, I have him doing dry land. I have him doing the mental toughness training, and he's doing this. And then you know, you often ask and say, well, what did you do to get to the level you got? You played pro, you played Division One college hockey. Did your dad or mom ever make you do anything? And the answer is always no, never. No. And so no. I think that's a that's a that's a real trap, right? So maybe you can talk real quick about you know the players that you saw through Zach's journey, well, both sons' journey, you know, going into that 15 year age group, how maybe the parents driving it even pushed them away further.
2: Hmm. Well, I guess I you know, I can relate. Uh, to our experience in that um, everything's, the names are changed now. When, when, when my boys were playing, it was Wee and Bantam and now it's U15, U16. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, so the, the, the names are a little different, but when Zach was in his, um, at the time we called it uh, Major Midget here, um, which is where they would play, uh, it, was, it was the year that, um, you know, he could potentially get drafted to the queue. And he decided um, during that year, the year before that, his his bantam team had a really successful year. They they went to um, the Atlantic's in, in Newfoundland and and just had a but he was he was kind of the the younger kid always like every second year on that team so he played a lot with with guys that were a year older than him so then major midget comes around and this is his draft year for the queue and he decides that he wants to play midget triple a uh, one more year in his hometown rank in panel w- so that he would get to play with all of these boys and we said, yep, sure, no problem. And and that's what he did. And and some parents said to us, like, what are you doing? Like, this is his draft year for the Q. And, you know, um, and some of the boys, you know, that that played that major midget um, year, uh, they did get drafted, and they did go to the Q. And they had very different experiences. They, you know, they didn't really get to play a lot on those teams that year, so, or, or the next year. So, they were on Q teams and they were practicing with Q teams, but they weren't really getting a lot of of ice time in games and stuff. Whereas that next year for Zach, he got drafted to the Amherst Ramblers, which was a junior A team. Um, So that's where he played his first year of junior and Coming into, you know, midway through that season and then all of the next season, he was playing all of the, you know, in the critical, critical situations. He was getting power play time. He was getting a lot more ice time. He was getting time on the penalty kill. Um, so he got, he got the playing experience rather than with a, with a junior A team, rather than practice experience and sitting on the bench during the games on a Q team and everybody says Zach was a late bloomer and I think um, it's only it's for that reason that he was he was called that because he but even though he was a late bloomer he was still getting tons of really
1: critical game time experience so I guess I want to I want to cut you off real quick because there's one thing you're saying here that I want to make sure our audience knows because we've had coaches on here Mike says this Christy says this so important that your child is at the right level of development for them at that time we talk about that all the time so while those other parents were like it's his draft year it sounds like you guys knew well you know he wants another year to develop that to me is actually kind of genius right you don't have to rush the process right so Mm -hmm. i'm sorry for cutting you off i just wanted to reiterate that because that's something we talk about a lot that Mm -hmm. the right development team right the right development stage was considered here to me that's correct if you
3: want to you know use that again it's all and and it sounded like you know and correct me if i'm wrong but you know he's sitting there like like, I'm so good that I actually don't even get to play with my friends. Like, I kept playing up, like, uh, and you know, up and with the older kids, which, you know, I think for him to be mature enough to say, yeah. listen, I'm good. I'm a really good hockey player. The cue's ready for me. And when it's ready for me, right. And, and to play with his friends must have gave him that much, so much more confidence and so much more like the ability to be a leader in the locker room where he's not. You know, we see it all the time with 15 year olds, with 16 and 17 year olds. they just they kind of sit in the locker room. They don't they don't feel like they can be vocal. They On don't the think phone. they can be, a, you know, they, <laughs> they just well, they just don't think yeah. they can be a leader because they're not given that leadership role. But when you when you're in, with your peers and you're the best player in the room, you get to, you get to kind of strut around a little bit. And that's a huge you know piece of development, especially with 15 and 16 year olds. Um, where they're probably the least <laughs> confident right um and then and then to have that ability to be in that room and there's a lot you know, going on at 15. yeah and, and, you know, and the star for, for your and team and, you know I, I kind of was coining the phrase this weekend we just did the we just did this past weekend we just did the uh all the select programs for the the national development team program from new york state and you know we were we were joking around about you know just you don't you want to be seen at the right time right not all the time like just Find a way to be seen at the right time in your development, not where somebody critique you all the time through your development. And I think that's, you know, so that route for your family, you know, obviously it paid off, but I think it, but, but probably emotionally and and all the, all that other stuff that goes along with it probably was a lot easier for Zach too at that age.
2: Well, and I think too, uh, you guys basically wrapped up my thought completely. <laughs> Sorry, one hundred percent correct. Yeah. No, you did yeah. great there. But just my, uh, just on uh, going back to, to your thought there um, about getting noticed and, and being seen. Um, when we, when Zach was seven years old, um, he had we had people come up to us and say, you know, your son has potential. Um, we'd like him to play spring hockey, or we'd like him to you know, do this. And at the time I'm thinking like he's seven years old, like what, but he, and he just wants to play hockey and have fun. Um, so there is a huge pressure for parents, um, especially, you know, financially and and the time commitment, uh, when, when they get approached for these things. And, and at the time we, we weren't, sure if we were you know ready to jump into the the financial commitment of what that meant and and that was you know that was a bit of a struggle so my dad actually said to me who's he's a always a big hockey guy coach he refereed and he said to me way back then when Zach was seven he said if Zach is good enough somebody will notice at some point and we yeah. took that through for the rest of the rest of you know Zach's minor hockey career, and it it, it did work in our
4: favor, thankfully. Right. If they're good enough, they'll find you, um, Julia. Yeah. I'm curious because you mentioned spring hockey and uh, hockey season now over, and parents are already signing their kids up for spring hockey, summer leagues. Were your boys year round hockey players when they were younger? I'm talking six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Or did they take a break from the ice and did you put them in other sports to uh, help them develop, you know, other skills that could translate on the ice in the fall?
2: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And yes, um, Zach did play spring hockey. Curtis, Curtis tried one hockey camp in the summer um he it wasn't his thing he wanted to play minor hockey and when minor hockey was over he was ready to move on to do something else um Zach did play spring hockey but again it was in the spring so it was that time of year where uh you're just coming you're just finishing minor hockey and it's really before summer gets going so he did spring hockey uh, but then he played baseball and golf in the summer, he didn't do he didn't do hockey camps and didn't play hockey all summer he, he took that break and, and he was actually a, a pretty good baseball player too but it, which was frustrating for his coach. Because yeah. he was out there just to have fun and and not really think about anything else, but <laughs> um, it was his way of of having some fun and and not thinking about hockey. But his his ball coach wanted him to have a little bit more commitment, I guess, as far as you know playing that sport. But hockey and golf were his, and still well, are. So good athletes. Are. So that's why baseball and <laughs> yeah, well. And on PEI, you have to know how to golf because we have beautiful golf courses here. So, uh, so golf and baseball were his <laughs> outlets of doing other sports.
1: So just quick, quick listeners note, when we say the Q, I'm, I'm thinking here, not everybody know what it is. It's the Quebec major junior hockey league up in Canada. Most, most, most listeners will probably know that, but I know we got some younger mm-hmm. hockey parents like, what, what's the Q? Where's the queue? It's, oh. it's, it's Quebec. So, um, <laughs> because
3: something you yeah, touched on there is, Some of our parents yeah. are going, I, I got to find out how to get my kid in. That. Yeah, we
1: got to get him in the queue. <laughs> how do you get drafted? How come my kid's not drafted yet? <laughs> uh, Duana, I, I want to touch on what Christy's question, because we talk a lot about mental fitness, mental toughness. Um, and it sounds like maybe not even on purpose, you know, your kids navigated that pretty well in the sense of like, I like that he didn't have the commitment to baseball in, the, in this sense. And, and coaches are going to hate me for that because he started to figure out, you know, I do this for fun. Hockey, I'm pretty serious about. It's so important. We always say this to our kids. How do you know you don't like chocolate ice cream if you've never tried it before, right? If you only eat vanilla ice cream your whole life, eventually you might hate it (laughs) because it gets old. So, you know, it's one of those things of, and and Christy said this too, he's just an athlete. Parents, we we say this all the time. Get your kids in multiple sports, even if they want to play year round, right at the end of the season, every kid wants to keep going. Just think about it Mm -hmm. for a minute. Take that break it's so important Mm -hmm. i still think you should be doing something physical (laughs) you should be playing a sport that's my opinion right but yeah so listen
4: parents listen her her son plays in the nhl so take that as (laughs) what we're saying is credible because it works
1: (laughs) yeah we're not going to get any but did he make it type comments on this episode right uh so listen Juliana, in a minute, I'm going to have you gush about Zach and the NHL and all the first, the first shift, first goal, first play. Uh, but before we get to that, I have one more kind of serious question about his development, uh, and this is really for the parents out there. <clears throat> we all feel the stress <laughs> as parents. My son is uh, just completing his first year in might. and even at that level, I'm, I'm an experienced coach. I've been in the game my whole life. Even I felt, you know, the pressure, the stress. I imagine for you as the stakes got higher and higher and higher that, that either grew or, or you felt it. Right. So this is a question for you kind of towards the other hockey parents. How did you a deal with that? How did you compartmentalize it? Um, You know, did you get more involved? Did you back off? Right. What was your journey in terms of dealing with all of the, the parental stress that comes with, you know, a child moving up the ranks?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, first and foremost, we always made sure that uh Zach and both our boys were having fun doing what they were doing. Um, if I sensed that they weren't having fun, then we needed to have a conversation about it. Um and and I I can remember this one time um we were there was a, a showcase camp that was happening. Um, for, uh, for kids to go to and, and, um, then they could potentially go to like a, a prep school, for example. Um, and so we, we signed Zach up for it and, um, he, he just, you know, just thought it was another week of getting to go on the ice and get ice time and stuff. And we didn't really tell him much about it. Um, other than that. And he was every day going to the rink. He was having, you know, it was great and stuff. And then about midway through the week, I was driving him um, to the rink and I noticed he was really quiet. And I said, Zach, why are you so quiet? You don't seem to be as, you know, energetic to get to the rink today. And he says, well, mom, they started talking to me about going away to a school to play hockey. And he's quite young, like he's still 12 or 13 at this point. And uh, I said, well, yeah, Zach, that's what this, this week is for. It's, you know, there's, there's prep schools here and, and, you know, they might be talking to you about wanting to go away and go to school. And he says, mom, I don't want to move away. And I'm like, okay, buddy, that's totally fine. Like you just go out and you finish out this week and you enjoy the ice time, but there, you do not have to, to go away to, to, go to school and and play hockey. So his mood changed. He went back out and he was having a great time again. So I I know I've said this a lot already, but I I can't stress it enough. If your kid's not having fun, then what is the point of spending all of this time and money into doing something that they, you know, that they don't want to take maybe as seriously as you think they do. So dealing with that and, and dealing with, with parents that, that, you know, they they have they put that extra stress on their kids for for their reasons and not necessarily for the kids that was that was a tough one that that I experienced a few times and and uh, I just made sure that it it just didn't happen with our kids
3: so so just real quick like going back memory lane then a little bit and, and I think because a lot of our parents that we've had feedback with and and the certainly the parents I work with every day um, I think, feel this anxiety that, you know, there had to be times, right, where Zach just didn't want to get up and, you know, go to practice or, right, he's a little kid, he's seven, Mm -hmm. eight, nine years Mm -hmm. old, so where is that, like that, you know, there has to be some, you know, hey, let's go, made a commitment, you got to get up, Yeah, you know, and so it's not like, you can't just say, oh, like, because listen, I hear it all the time, like, oh, my son's waiting by my bed, he has the car keys in his hand, and he said, the car started, dad, and I'm dressed, (laughs) and I want to go to practice, and it's seven o'clock on Saturday morning, I'm like, where are these kids? Because I don't ever see them, <laughs> you know, and it's, it, it, yeah. because they're children, right? So, and yep. again, are there those players? Yes, I, I get it. There's players that probably shoot in the driveway a million hours a day, but mm-hmm. maybe talk a little bit about, you know, in your experience, you know, it's not all, it's not always about, you know, you, as a parent, you sometimes need to remind them like, Hey, you made this commitment. And, you right. know, once you're there, well, right. You're, they probably had a great time. It's like your story with him yes. at 13, you know he's got to get him there. well
2: exact yes I completely agree with you and I mean our our kind of motto around all of that was well you you made the commitment to this team um so for us again it was either like a triple a team or you know a provincial team that 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 he tried out for and, and made and, I, and my my kind of rationale to him was that if there was the day where he didn't feel like getting out of bed or, you know, wanted to choose something else, I'd be like, well, no, you, you took a spot on this team from another kid that really wanted to be here too. So you've made that commitment. So now you're going to hold up your end of the bargain to your coaches and your teammates and you're going to show up Like because it, that was his choice to be there. So when he's made the choice to be there, then he's got to be there and be a good teammate. That's kind of how how we looked at it.
3: Yeah, perfect.
1: Yep. Julian, I, I want to tell you why some of what you're saying is so important, uh, especially what you keep repeating about them having fun. Um, You know, we figure with this show, we have multiple types of listeners. We actually think the listener we don't have is the parent who is pushing their kid too hard, the parent that is investing ridiculous amounts of money really to pursue their dream and not their child's dream. All right. And and that's okay. Look, that's in every sport in every part of society. But why what you're saying is so important is because for parents like me, for Mike, for Christy, all the parents who listen to this show who probably share that mentality. It's amazing to hear somebody in your position say it because it affirms what we're doing as parents, because I, I feel the same way. If my kid's not loving it, I don't, I mean, he's going to have to fulfill the commitment. Like you just said, we're on a team, but if he's not loving it, what's the point. So to actually hear you say that probably brings a lot of comfort to a lot of parents who might be thinking, "Uh, maybe I should do spring hockey. Maybe I should invest in a private Tutor, maybe I should buy five super deakers and 15 off ice training products. You know, uh, if you're gonna get them, get them from Mike Benelli, but that's not the point, you know. Like, like what, what I'm saying is like it's so comforting to hear that, right? Because we say this all the time on the show. Look, if your kid's a great athlete, your kid's a great athlete. Not everybody's blessed with athletic ability, and that's okay because the life lessons you learn in the game um are so important. Uh, let's start turning this. Uh, less about the stressful times and more towards the positive times before we jump into the NHL side, I'm actually excited to hear you, like I said, gush about this. Cause I'm sure that was unbelievable. Um, we've had the privilege of interviewing a lot of high people in the game. And I'll tell you one of the, the common threads when we ask them about what's it take to make it, what's, what's the, what's the thing that separates pro players. It's never skill, right? It, they don't say that they say it's character. It's the love of the game, right? That's what, helps them achieve NHL AHL professional hockey. I, I'm assuming your your son has that, right? And, and is that something you've noticed about even the other hockey parents? Because now you're now you're rubbing elbows with other hockey parents that, that have NHL kids.
2: Yeah, Zach, it's interesting. Zach never ever thought he was the best player on his team and and he always felt that you know he he had to work extra hard and and he, so he he always had that that commitment to work hard. Because he, all, he he thought from the time he was five he wanted to play in the NHL. So, um, and my other guy thought he wanted to be a veterinarian. So, of course we we supported both dreams equally. And you know, and we just we just kept saying to him, well, if if you want to play in the NHL someday, that takes a lot of hard work. Um, so he he knew that from from day one, and and he was never afraid to to put in the extra work.
1: That's awesome. That's it's, it, it's so important to hear these things. I can't tell you that enough. It sounds simple and it sounds like everybody's saying it, but again, to hear it from you is wonderful. And I also love that the way you looked at both of your kids of Hey, go pro in whatever you want to go pro in doesn't have to be hockey. Right. But you got to put mm-hmm. the work in. Right. Uh, I don't want to lose yeah. sight, of, sight of Curtis either. Uh, all right. Let's, let's, uh, this is the chance we get. I'm rolling my sleeves up. If you're watching, I, I want to live through yeah. you for a minute. Right. Cause so many of us are not going to experience Experiences. Tell me about first game with the Canucks. Tell me about the first point, the first goal. Let it all out. I don't want you to hold back. Oh, here, wow. right? Let us know. Jeez, what. That how much time like. do you have? I'll, I'll give you <laughs> as much as you want for this.
2: <laughs> uh, well, okay. So it was uh, February 19th and um, the, it was the year where he was called up and called down and called up and called right. down. And he, he got in a lot of air miles that year for sure. <sighs> Um, and we just we never really knew kind of um, what was, you know, what was going to happen or whatever. Um, so anyway, this particular time, um, he, he was playing in Utica. Uh, that's Vancouver's AHL team. And my husband and brother had gone to Utica for the weekend because they had a few games at, in a row that they were going to be able to watch. So they were um, in Utica. They went to the game on Friday or Saturday night. I think, yeah, it was Saturday night. Um, Had a great time. Um, They went back to Zach's place after the game and Zach hopped on a bus because they were going to the next game, which was supposed to be on Sunday. Um, So about um, midway through through, uh, through the bus trip, Zach gets the phone call to say that there's that, the Canucks have called him up, there's going to be a car meeting him at the hotel uh, when he got there with the team, but he wasn't to go into the hotel, he was to go to the car and they were flying him to Vancouver. Um, so he found this out at about 2.30 Saturday morning and of course, every or Sunday morning, sorry. And of course, everybody else was sleeping. So I wake up um, Sunday morning, look at my phone and I get a message from him that says, uh mom call me as soon as you wake up Uh, so so i called him and he's yeah he's at the hotel he's waiting for this car to pick him up at 9 a.m he said mom i got the call i'm going up so this and this is like nine o'clock uh pei time and there was wasn't going to be any official announcement till at least two o'clock in the afternoon because we're four hours ahead of Vancouver. So we couldn't really say anything until it was announced officially. So I spent literally the morning just pacing around my kitchen and <laughs> not being able to say a word to anybody. I couldn't even talk about it with my husband because him and my brother were in Utica. so um so anyway they get the they get the the word and and it becomes official and we're everybody's so very excited Zach's happy but again at this point we still didn't know if he was going to be playing um so uh we just go go with the fact that oh my goodness he's he's been called up this is amazing uh so then Sunday happens and we kind of calm down and I'm getting ready to head to bed Sunday night at 10 p.m. PEI time and I get a phone call and it's uh, one of the one of the girls from the Vancouver Canucks and she says hi miss McEwen uh, this is uh, I believe Andrea was her name from the Vancouver Canucks and um, she says I'm just wondering um, I just heard word from coach Green that Zach's going to be playing in the game tomorrow night. And we're wondering about getting you out here for the game. So this is 10 o'clock Sunday night and he (laughs) plays Monday night in Vancouver. And I'm like, well, uh, do you realize where we live? Like, I don't know if this is going to be possible. So and meanwhile, my husband and brother are still driving back from Utica and they wanted them to go as well. So we got we start looking at flights. We find, we find a flight for my husband and brother. They drive back from the States, stop in St. John, and they take a flight from St. John to Vancouver. I had to drive from PEI to Moncton, and I got on a flight in Moncton and got over there. Um, and Zach's girlfriend, Lindsay, was also able to make the trip. So, so Zach knows none of this because she so she also said, we want to see we want you out here, but you can't tell Zach because he doesn't even know he's playing yet. So anyway, we get there. Um, he has pre-morning skate that day. Uh, he does a couple of interviews after um, afterwards. He's, he still doesn't really know he's playing. Uh, one of the media says, well, do you think, you think your family will be here? And he's like, well, I don't, like, I'm not really sure. It's pretty far away. Like they live on the East Coast. Um then he gets called into the to the coach's room and and Coach Green tells him that he's in the lineup. Um, so to treat it as, you know, just a regular pre-game day. Uh, so he goes back to the hotel and uh, Lindsay and I are already at the hotel. And I, I use my, my mom's skills and I actually get the concierge to tell me his room number, which I know with privacy and security, that shouldn't happen, but I'm like, I am his mom. I'm surprising yeah. him. You are telling me his room number. <laughs> That's the hack. So, about anyway, We knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we knock on the door. I covers the little peephole. I say room service. <laughs> and he opens the door. And and uh, so wow. me and his girlfriend Lindsay were standing there to surprise him. So that was pretty, pretty special. Sounds so disgusting. then <laughs> <of> how <hours>, about <laughs>
4: I'm really impressed. Yeah. The team took the time to contact you and make every effort to get you out. There. I didn't. I, I guess I didn't have the impression that NHL teams really cared that much about the family being a part of the NHL debut. Yeah. Too. That's that's really cool to know that.
2: Well, it's it's really it, it is a really special thing and. And I mean, their idea was to get me and my husband out there. Um, But because my brother just happened to be traveling with my husband and he couldn't just leave him on the side of the road, they, they they paid for him to come along as well. So the three of us got to experience it together, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yes. So then um, we, it's a, so Zach knows we're all there. Um, he, he plays in the game and um, s- somebody sent me a picture afterwards and the, the team was wearing red jerseys that night. And so I can remember when they were coming out for the warm up. of course, you have to go out with the, the no bucket on and do the little skate and shoot the puck being the rookie. And so I was standing I was standing kind of above the tunnel videoing him coming out onto the ice and, you know, trying to capture all of that. And I get a I get a photograph um, later on where somebody screenshotted their 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 TV or their computer, whatever they were watching. And it sees him stepping onto the ice and I'm up That's kind of awesome. in the little corner of the screen. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, that was the exact moment that I realized my son is now playing in the NHL right. and somebody captured that for me. So that was pretty cool.
4: That made That's it all so real to you. Yeah. the same way the first time he stepped on the ice right
2: (laughs) yes exactly yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah so then the 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 game happens and we're sitting there and um he he's, he's playing well and um he ends up come comes in across the blue line um kind of goes to the net he takes one shot on the net it kind of goes off into the corner. He goes over to the corner. He gets the puck out in front and um, one of their defensemen scored. So he actually got his first NHL point in his very wow. first game. He got an assist. Oh. So we were pretty excited over that. Yeah, I, you I, can't
4: beat I, that.
1: Yeah, I, I <laughs> no. want to explore this for a minute. So, So here's a question from a parent. You see him take the ice. You see him get a point. Is there a moment where it's like, wow, all of this time and investment has paid off. Does that come gradually? Cause look, it's like the birth of a child, right? Some parents feel it immediately. Some parents feel it two weeks later, <laughs> you know, like, like what, what was that? Uh, what was that like to kind of take that in and, and, and reflect? It,
2: it was surreal. It was surreal. Like just sitting there um, you know, hearing your your son, uh, hearing his name being announced, and and seeing him, you know, playing with the Sadines, like sitting on the bench, like and, and
1: yeah. that's not small names there. I mean, these are Hall of Fame players. I, he's playing, well, yeah.
2: Yeah. well yeah like it was it was pretty special and we're thinking wow like this is this is our son he, he's he's here and he even said like that I think he was asked at one point, and he told us this after the game um like I said to Zach I said when did it actually like click in for you that that you're actually in the NHL he says well I think it was when I think it was good Branson that possibly got thrown out of the face-off circle and he had to go in and take the face off and he looked across from him and it was joe thornton That's awesome. and he's like oh my god <laughs> i'm facing off against Joe Thornton. that beard so is that right in his, his face <laughs> yeah that was his moment um so yeah and we, st- we like i still get those i still right. you know i mean j- I, we haven't even talked about Phil yet, but I mean, oh, we will, when he fought worry. against Chera yeah. there, for example, like yeah. that's a, Chera is a legend. Yeah, And so after my blood pressure calmed back down, I thought, <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> like it's it's right. pretty special feeling. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll tell you this right now, that there are uh, one of a few ways you can endear yourself to the Philadelphia Flyers fan base. And that was one of them. We'll, we'll dive into that in a moment. <laughs> Uh, I am in Philadelphia. I don't know if I told you that, but well, I'm I'm out of Philadelphia. So so oh, okay. it, uh, it's one of the reasons this interview is probably possible. But I, I gotta tell you, I just love talking to you about this because you can see the pride coming through your face. Again, if you're listening to this, like it, it's there, right? Um, and I'm feeling the, the the excitement just from you talking about it, you know, and and mm-hmm. uh, again, the amount of time, the money, the the ups and the downs you put in to see that, I imagine it's very mm-hmm. rewarding. So before I get to the flyers. Here's another question I want to ask you. All right. Let's talk about your older son and and how Mm -hmm. he felt in that moment. Because, because again, you know, again, I said this older siblings lead the way. Right. So Mm -hmm. what was, what was his experience with this?
2: So Curtis was always, and still is very supportive of Zach and very proud of him. Um, Unfortunately um, he, he couldn't make the trip with us um, at that point because um he was that was February his wife was was very very pregnant with their first with their first baby on the way so it was really difficult for for him to be able to get away which was that was a little disappointing but um he's always been such a supporter and then it it actually ended up that the trip that Curtis did get to make to Vancouver Zach actually scored his first That's NHL awesome. goal <laughs> so poetic Poetic. it was meant to be yeah so they got to experience that together which was amazing and um so again very very supportive he's curtis is a a wonderful uh husband father they just had their second child that's awesome
1: Um, congratulations family
2: man yes and thank you um so he's got two beautiful little girls and and uh he's uh, got a successful business. So, so he's doing very well and he's, he's a huge supporter and, and cheerleader for his brother.
1: So who, who got the puck that from his first goal, where's that at right now? <laughs> uh-
2: yeah. Zach still has it. I believe uh,
1: it. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Zach still has it, but there is a picture of the two of them with it, but yeah, oh, that special. was pretty special for
1: Zach. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and again, I am, I am asking about Curtis over and over again, because look, being a hockey parent, you know, you have multiple kids. It's not just about one child, mm-hmm. right. And forget one yeah. son when the other one made the NHL, that's not how it works obviously. So you, the love mm-hmm. for them both is there equally. Um. All right. Another question for me, I'm sorry. I'm hogging the mic co-hosts, but. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Zach plays in Philadelphia now. He's a Flyer, all right? I'm, I'm, I, I've enjoyed his time here in Philadelphia. What I want to ask you is this. When you find out he's going to the Flyers, we are the city of brotherly love, but we're not. So what does that go through with your mind of you going where, right? And, and here's the thing. He really, again, I'm not just saying this as a Flyers fan. I'm saying this as a hockey person. He really stepped up right away, uh, at least from my point of view. Flyers are not having a great year. But to watch him show up and be there and be part of the team, no one can deny him that, right? So, what was what was that like switching teams as a parent? What was that like? It's Philadelphia, you know. Uh, wh- what was that entire experience like?
2: <laughs>
1: well, you East know, Coast, that's
2: right? so. yeah, he's close
4: yeah, to home, it, right? Yes,
2: it's it's a great question because I, again as a as a hockey fan I've been a hockey fan my whole life and of course my dad was a, a Leafs fan so he made me be a Leafs fan when I was younger um and so watching Philadelphia play against the Leafs I can't really <laughs> say you know that I I, I like them a whole yeah, lot there was a lot then, of tilts so
1: there in the late 90s early yeah, 2000s for yeah for sure right for, I, I remember them well <laughs> Darcy yeah. Tucker's a name we still say here. So, yeah, I understand.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I had to, uh, but, but then what I realized once he did get, get, uh, get moved to Philly is that, um, on the east coast there's a there's way more philly fans than vancouver fans even though vancouver is a canadian team but philly's closer and it's much easier to watch their games um so i had a i had had a lot of people when when zach went to vancouver they said oh well we don't really cheer for vancouver but we'll cheer for zach and then when he moved to philly it's like oh my goodness this is awesome zach's playing in philly this everybody was so excited so he did really, um, he did embrace everything kind of right off the bat. And it wasn't long before I started, you know, just noticing how the fans appreciated him there and, right. and, you know, his, his explanation of the love he felt in the dressing room, you know, from the coaching staff and the players. So it was, it, I think it ended up being a, a really good fit. And uh, like you said, he, he got there, he jumped right in, but again, that's part of who he is and that, um, you know, he was, he was so happy that, that Philly wanted him, and he wanted to prove to them right from day one, that they made a good choice picking him up.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you, Philly gets a lot of flack, but we appreciate a hard worker here and, and you mm-hmm. know, people listening that aren't Flyers fans and I, I hear you, I hear you, but we, we do appreciate <laughs> a hard worker in this town. Uh, and there's no doubting that, that your son is a hard worker,
4: right? Mm-hmm. A hard worker and great character too which I, I do want to commend him and, and other NHL players. I got, I got to tell you, I am always so impressed at the character of these professional hockey players, more so than any other sport. They're always stepping up. They're always really caring about their fans. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. So, you know, parents listening, that that's as much of an important part of this game as skill mm-hmm
2: yes and it really is and and Zach always um he he was always one that you know uh took time with with the, the younger kids and and um you know talked to them or you know whatever so he he embraces that part and when he sees like when he sees the the love from the fans, whether it's a, a little kid or whether it's a you know it's it's a grown up, you know whoever it is, it doesn't matter. He really really appreciates that, and and he wants to make sure that they know how much he appreciates it. So he likes kind of just spending that time or chucking a puck over the boards, you know, to a kid. Or um, I remember one time in he was playing in utica and a puck, one of his pucks during the game went up into the fans and and hit a lady um oh, no. which wasn't wasn't great but he at between periods he just came out of the dressing room and walked up to make sure she was okay and then asked her you know she was keeping the puck if she wanted him to sign it or whatever and just had a little conversation with her like this was just between periods so he really does care about the fans and and in, in Philly he understands what the fans want, and yeah. uh, I think he's 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 realized how to give that to them. So there's a there's a love on both sides there for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not hard to endear yourself here if you know what you're doing. Um, <clears throat> all right, last question for me. I'm going to turn it back to the youth side a little bit. Um, I wanted to know: Was there a great coach? Was there a great team that sticks out to you? It's like you know, maybe it was a, a pivotal moment, or maybe it was just the way it was done was mm-hmm. a shining bright beacon can you tell us about mm-hmm. that? Did that happen?
2: Well, I think Zach has learned something from every single coach obviously I mean every coach brings something different um, but there was one there was one coach that um, that one of the things he said that stood out to me um, be, before tryouts going into um, I believe it was trying out for a Canada games team at the time. And he said, you know, we, we can't all be great hockey players, but we can all be good people. So that was something that, that Zach and I and, and his dad talked a lot about after. So that, that stuck with us. Um, and then again, like different coaches that he had um, another coach um, again, Zach was kind of small and, um, went in bantam when and when everybody else kind of started having their growth spurts and and he he hadn't taken his yet and uh so this coach said to Zach the boys that grow late grow big Hmm. so Zach held on to that so again these (laughs) both these things so far not much to do with hockey skill right but that's the point that's the point Yeah. yeah just these little messages along the way um, and then I'd have to say, uh, when he got to Amherst, um, he had a coach there, uh, his name was Jim Bottomley. And um, that Junior A League is very much a 20 year old league. So Zach's coming into it at 17. And he, he wasn't, um, he wasn't getting getting a lot of ice time that first, that first year when he got there, because you're allowed to have 10 20 year olds on the team. So we talked a lot about that. And and we basically said, you know, every shift you do get, just get out there like it's your last one and, and just, you know, give it your all every time. So even though the coach, he didn't really say much to that Zach, but it it taught him a big lesson in that you earn your ice time and you, every shift that you're out there, you give 110%. And then Zach took that throughout the rest of his career and still to this day you'll never you'll never say Zach didn't give effort when he's on the ice because he he does give 110 percent every shift and then the next year he ends up being the captain of the Amherst Ramblers and then got called up to the Quebec major junior league and then things went from there so so again not really one coach but it's interesting that the messages that stuck with us as a family and we've talked about really had nothing to do with scoring goals or you know being good at face-offs it was more about you know the character side of things you know and
4: the workout yeah yeah yeah
1: just you know, takeaways from this episode because Juliana, you've been awesome. This has been an awesome episode. Um, And again, the things you've affirmed have been amazing to me. Look, Zach's talent is undeniable, but we've barely spoken about that for a reason today, right? What, what helped him get to the show? And here's the thing. He would have had these qualities whether he made the NHL or not work ethic character. He's a good human being, right? Support from his parents. Are you having fun out there? These are the things that we talk about all the time on this show. And I know it's t- sometimes it can be tough for parents of like, but but that's not enough. Apparently it is, right? The talent is is God given. It, I mean, it's also developed, but when you have talent, you have talent. Mm-hmm. Making a good human being is the key. And Julianne, I get the impression whether Zach played in the NHL or not, you'd be very proud of both of your boys, the type of people they've become, mm-hmm. which is really the 100%. point. Right? Yep. Um, Exactly. I I can't thank you enough for sharing that, because, again, I I think sometimes people expect, well, he had a great, you know, private coach. We spent twenty thousand dollars on this private coach and he gave him the keys to the car to drive (laughs) to the NHL. And and it's just it's not how it works. Right. No, not at all. It's so much more than that. Right. So uh, before I close this out, Christy, Mike, did you have any final thoughts Or, or Juliana, you as well?
4: Maybe just very quickly, just what you love about being a hockey mom. Well, oh, there's so much,
2: (laughs) but, um, I mean, when the kids were younger, it, it really becomes your social life. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's what you, what you do. And, and, you know, we all talk about, oh, how hard it is to, you know, feed them and cook food and keep your house clean and all that. But none of that matters when you're sitting at the rink and you're watching them. And, and Zach was always one that whatever he did, if, if he scored a goal or, or did something that he, he always knew where we were sitting and he would always find us and, and just seeing him looking up and, and, and us knowing we're there watching them and, and you know, that all of that, you just, you can't replace that. Like those memories are wonderful. And, and now I think, and now just being a hockey mom with someone in the NHL, I I do appreciate opportunities like this to talk to people because I think part of what's lost is that people tend to think of all these guys out there as more like a machine than an actual human being. And that goes right from when they're six years old on the ice. But for me, it seems like as soon as they put that gear and that helmet on it, it changes people's perception of the fact that these are, these are kids, these are human beings, these are brothers, their sons, their husbands. Um, so I think people kind of lose sight of that a little bit. So uh, for me, I just like kind of bringing the reality back into the situation that, that these, all these hockey players are human and, and they all have, have feelings and aspirations and, and they need to be supported.
4: Thank you for that. I'm so glad
1: mm. you shared that. I am too. Mm. Mike, any final thoughts?
3: Yeah, I just wondering when you win the Stanley Cup, where's the first uh, place <laughs> in PEI that he takes it to? <laughs> that's a
2: pro- oh that's a really that. good question. Mike, I appreciate yeah,
1: you I, think that with him on the flyer. I know right Lee, I know Lee's <laughs> very energized. He's very energized
3: about the flyer. So I mean, uh, you know, gotta give I would him, love for
1: him to win here. Give yeah. him some
3: positive, positive energy going in. But no, this is great. And I think you 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 bring up know so many great points that you know really helps us right in our audience because these are these are things we talk about a a lot and um but you know there's not a lot of living proof right there you know there is out there i just don't think it gets talked enough about and you know talking about the negative parts of the game and this is all the positive parts of the game that you you do the right thing you 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 act the right way you work hard and you'll achieve uh you know unbelievable goals and you know going back to that initial conversation about his you know his 12 U U 12 peewee age group a- and watching him you know go through the go through the journey uh where everybody at mm-hmm. that time thought they were going to go through that journey right and 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 he found a way to you know be lucky and and mm-hmm. you know be mm-hmm. at the right place at the right time and, and find his way so that's great congratulations as a family and to yeah. him especially because he's uh he's the one that has to put the work in right
2: that's right, 100%.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, when you're staring
1: up as a Dano Chara, I mean, you better be putting some work. In. He, he did. <laughs> uh, this has been a fantastic episode, Julianne. I, I really can't thank you enough for spending so much time with us today. Yeah.
2: Well, I appreciate it. It's, it was my pleasure to be here. I really enjoyed myself.
1: We did too. And uh, look, that's going to do it for this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Remember, you can listen to all of our episodes, which many of you have done, at OurKidsPlayHockey.com. If you like it, please subscribe, like, follow, whatever the buzzword is on whatever platform you're listening or watching this on. Give us some love. It helps us do more shows. We appreciate it. But uh, for Juliana McEwen, Mike Vanelli and Christy Cascio-Burns, I'm Lee Elias. We'll see you on the next edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Have a wonderful week, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, OurKidsPlayHockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at WhenHockeyStops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.